Hi, everyone. I'm Maya Fleming, and you're listening to Gentler, a podcast about postgrad life, adulthood, and self-care. Hey, everyone. It's Maya. Welcome to Gentler. This is episode 15, so that's really cool. Um, I'm really excited about this week's episode, so before we get started, let's go ahead and get into some pluses and deltas. So a plus for this week, um, I think Gentler is going to hit a major listener like milestone that I've been waiting on this week with this episode actually maybe even today like I think today I'm not gonna say what the um milestone is just because something I like to keep private when it comes to goal setting um but I am really excited for it to happen because I do really think it'll happen today if I can just finally get this episode out so I'm really, really happy about that and really appreciative of all of you and proud of my own efforts as well because I've been putting in some work and really trying to develop this as a resource for people and I think it's finally hitting. So I'm really excited about that. That's a major plus. Delta for this week. Um, and as always, deltas are not necessarily negative. They're just things that need improvement, things that need attention, things you could change, et cetera, et cetera. So this week's Delta I am starting to show myself more grace financially with my grocery budget, to be specific. Um, So in the past, or like I guess coming into January, whenever I set my budget, I set a certain price limit on groceries. And at the time, I did think it was realistic. But just based on that number, like the things that I was able to purchase, meals I could make, they didn't really excite me. And I'm someone who really needs to be excited about dinner I need to look forward to eating the thing I'm going to cook or else I'm going to talk myself out of it and I'm going to order food or I'm going to eat out or you know anything like that so I really need to just be excited about it and the foods that I was able to buy on my grocery budget or my past grocery budget I just wasn't really excited about like spaghetti doesn't really do it for me anymore like I, I need something else you know so I finally told myself like it's okay if you go over let's set a new budget because that is not working so we can revisit it and see where you can pull from elsewhere so that was really like good for me because I think you know this podcast is called gentler and it's all about me kind of being gentler with myself and when I set goals and maybe they don't work you have to revisit them because if I just gone on just continuing to oh I can't go over this amount on my groceries then it's like, okay, well, at the end of the day, I'm not going to eat that spaghetti in there. I'm just not going to do it. So I'm going to go to McDonald's or I'm going to order sushi and eat that because that's what I really want to eat. And nothing is improving from that, from the, the hard set limits and restrictions. You know, that doesn't work for me. Maybe it works for you. If so, keep up the good work. But my Nicole Fleming needs some flexibility. So I gave that to myself and I'm really proud about that. Um, yeah, so those are the pluses and deltas. I want to keep it short and sweet. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. So this week's episode is all about gratitude and what that means to me and how I practice gratitude. And I want to start off by reading out the definition of gratitude. I just Googled this. It is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. And I think that's a great way to think about it and I think that is you know all fine and dandy I have a slight issue with it simply b- 
because of my own tendencies. Nothing with the word, nothing with the way the definition is written, nothing with the idea of gratitude. Um, it's all really just me. The problem is that definition of gratitude, that idea of gratitude isn't really enough. I don't really feel connected to it. If I say, ooh, I'm grateful for my apartment. I'm grateful for food. I'm grateful for my friends and family. Yes, I am truly grateful, but that word doesn't really carry as much weight for me anymore. I can't really feel the gratitude that I'm proclaiming. I, I get too complacent. Like I, I, I forget I forget the weight of it, you know? I need something more. So that's where this idea of active gratitude came to me. And I kind of had this little moment a few months ago. And at the time I was vlogging and I was going to put this up on YouTube. If I can find the video, I might put it on Instagram where I kind of had this realization. But I realized that everything that, you know, I'm always trying to manifest and pray for certain things. And I think that's good. I think we should always be looking towards the next step, seeing how we can advance ourselves, asking loudly for whatever we want, even if it's just material things like asking for what we want. The issue for me is just that whenever I do that, a lot of times I forget about what I already have and I don't appreciate it. So I had this realization that I'm never really going to get what I want until I become content with what I have. And you become content through gratitude when you really truly are pleased and feel blessed with what you've been given you become content with it and content in a good way, not content as in like complacent, but content as in, I am really happy with what I've been given here and what I have. That's how you advance in my mind. That's how I know I'm ready for the next step when I can look at my situation now and be like, okay, I'm good with this. And I've had several things happen in my life where the thing I had been like hoping and wishing and praying for finally happened when I was like, you know what? Whether it happens or not, I'm good. I'm good either way. When I truly, truly felt that, that's when the thing happened. And and this key, you can't it can't just be something that you say. It has to be something that you really, really feel. And that's the really hard part for me because I don't always know how to feel that actual feeling of gratitude. So, active gratitude comes into play. So you might be thinking to yourself, Maya, what's active gratitude? It sounds like something you made up. To which I would reply, maybe I did make it up. Either way, I think it's still a useful idea and I can't wait to explain it to you with the use of an analogy. So, let's say someone gave you a present. It was a beautiful item, maybe like, you know, an iPhone 10 or something. Or, you know what, let's scrap that. No, let's not scrap it. Let's say it was an iPhone 10 they gave you. It was in a box, beautiful wrapping paper, ribbon that was sparkly or however you like your ribbon to be. If you don't like ribbon, they didn't put that on there. Just whatever your ideal present would be, they gave that to you. And you opened it up and you were like, wow, thank you so much, gift giver, for this iPhone 10. I love it. It works perfectly. It's just what I needed. And it's going to allow me to do so many things I couldn't do before. I really, really appreciate this. And you honestly mean it. You do. But as the months go on, you start 
getting tired of your iPhone 10. You're like, oh, okay, I have the same phone. It does the same stuff. And then it gets even harder because now the iPhone 11 has come out. And you see your friends and other people with the iPhone 11 and you're like, whew, I want that phone. I want that one. Hmm. And so you become obsessed with this idea of having the iPhone 11 that you start mistreating your iPhone 10, even though there's nothing really wrong with it. Maybe it's a little bit, you know, the screen might have a couple of scratches here and there from wear and tear. The background, or not the background, but the back of it might be a little smudged and the color is a little dull. It doesn't look as new. It might even run a little bit slower, but all in all, it's still a great phone. Still lets you do way more things than you were able to do without it. And it still works properly. So now at this point, you just want this iPhone 11. And you're like, Ugh, why can't I get the iPhone 11? And your iPhone 10 is in the corner, getting dusty. You don't pay attention to it. Any messages, any calls that come through, they go ignored because you're not paying attention to it. You don't value that phone anymore. It's just in the corner. And the person who gave you that phone, they come back one day and they're ready to give you the iPhone 11. And they're like, ooh, you know what? I think Maya wants this phone. So I think she would like this. Let me give it to her. And they knock at your door and you let them in. And then they're just about to hand you this phone. And then out of the corner of their eye, they see the iPhone 10 they gave you in the corner, all dusty, dead because you haven't been charging it. And they're like, wait, she must not like that iPhone 10 because she's not using it. She doesn't even have it charged up. It's just in the corner collecting dust. I can't give her this iPhone 11. She doesn't even like the one that I gave her before. Hmm, never mind. Let me keep this then. And then you just continue to be stuck with your iPhone 10. Now, let me also, you know, point out the fact that Sometimes phones spontaneously combust in our hands, i.e. whatever Samsung Galaxy that was. And that's a totally different situation. If you say, I don't want this phone anymore because it blows up and burns me and physically harms me and endangers my space, you're more than entitled to want to get rid of it to rid yourself of that because that phone is toxic to you and your well-being and that's totally different than you just getting bored with the phone keep that all in mind okay so phone analogy over hopefully you kind of got the drift of what i was saying through that anything that you've been trying to manifest or anything any situation that you're currently in you could consider to be the present, the gift, you know? So for example, let's say for years, I had been trying to manifest my own apartment and it was really, it wasn't really active manifestation or anything because I kind of had worked out in my mind. Like, of course I can't have my own apartment. I'm still in school. Um, I can't afford my own apartment, whatever. So whenever I finally did upgrade to the stage where I could have my own apartment, when I first moved in, I was so, so, so excited. I loved it. And then maybe around September, October, after having a, a couple months on the job, I was like, oh, I wish my apartment was closer to my job. Or I wish my apartment had a bathtub that I could soak in whenever I get off work. 
or I wish my apartment had this, I wish my apartment had that. Hearing about other people's apartments, I was like, oh, why didn't my apartment have that thing? And I started getting bored and taking my apartment for granted, completely forgetting that up until this point, I've been sharing a room with someone else for the past 22 years. And this is a major upgrade, and I loved it when I first moved into it. But as I started thinking like, oh, I wish my apartment had this and that, because I stopped appreciating my apartment as much, dishes started to pile up. Trash bags started to get stored instead of taken out to the dumpster. Clothes were on the floor. The bed wasn't really made. There was dust everywhere because I didn't value the apartment that I had. I didn't love on the space that was given to me. I was disrespecting my gift. My iPhone was in the corner collecting dust. So, even though I would appreciate an upgrade, I have to recognize that my current apartment is amazing. Like, I genuinely love this space. And so, if I can't be happy with this, if I'm going to find so many problems with the place I have now that is so beautiful and almost perfect, then I'm going to find problems with any place. I have to genuinely be content with what I have right now. And I've recently gotten right back into that and started feeding love into my space. I talked about um, in past episodes during the Post and Delta segment how I was buying more furniture and buying more things to make my apartment feel like a home, adding my own personal touch because now I see this as a place that I love and I want to feed love into. And so whenever the gift giver, whoever you believe that might be, comes down to check in and see like, ooh, I wonder if Maya would want another apartment, they can look and be like, you know what? I think she really likes nice apartments. She really treated that past one well. Let me go ahead and, and give her another one. Same thing with your job, you know? Like And like I said, there's a difference between you getting bored with your iPhone and your iPhone blowing up in your hand. Sometimes jobs can just downright be toxic and they're not things that you should be made to appreciate because they just are not good for you. And that's a totally separate situation. And I would love to have a podcast episode about toxic workplace environments and relationships and all of that and how we navigate through them or away from them or what have you. But in this case, we're talking about just now you're bored, you want a fancy job, you wish you lived in New York like XYZ person that you graduated with, all of those things. And you start neglecting the responsibilities that you have at your current place of employment. And this job, like your iPhone, has brought you new opportunities and allowed you to do things that you couldn't do before. You know, you're paying bills that you didn't know that were going to get paid. You're having brunch on Sundays with your friends and beforehand you couldn't do that. You had to eat Eggo waffles in your own place, in your room, you know. So this job is like blessing you and you just aren't receiving that. And so when it comes time for you to have a separate job, or have a new job rather, because you didn't like the old one, the giver is not going to think that you want a new one, you know? And that manifests, like in the physical realm, that manifests in several different ways. And like, maybe because you're not appreciating your job, you're falling back on responsibilities. So it's going to be hard for you to get any type of positive recommendation. Or maybe whenever a promotion comes up, your boss is like, I don't really think Maya wants to be here in the first place. So I'm going to put somebody else's name in. Things like that, you know, you have to be mindful of how you're appreciating and portraying your love and gratitude for all of these things. So how do I practice active gratitude? 
Well, the gift giving analogy was one way. Treating everything like a gift. Think to yourself, if the person, if someone gave me this thing as a gift and they came and saw the way I was treating it, would they think I appreciated it? Would they think I was happy and pleased with the gift? Would they be willing to give me the upgrade based on how I'm acting with the first version? And if the answer is no, evaluate why it's no. What could you be doing differently? How could you show that person, I really appreciate what you gave me. Thank you. I'm ready for the next thing. So think on that. The second way that I practice active gratitude is to use my current stage as a practice run. So this fits with any type of situation that you're in, your home, your job, your relationships, anything. So let's let's take relationships, for example. You want to manifest or you want to bring in your soulmate. You want to have the love of your life walk in and sweep you off your feet. But you don't know how to show the people that are already in your life that you love and value them. And so it's going to be hard for you to do that and recognize any type of greatness coming in. So not to say that your friends are practice and that they're disposable after you get what you want. But feed into those relationships with love and value and appreciation. Text your friends and tell them how much they mean to you. Make dinner for them every once in a while or something. Ask them if they want to go on an outing or go on friend dates. And that way you're, you're practicing that little muscle in your heart to feed into these types of relationships. And it's getting stronger and stronger until you have the capacity to take on a romantic relationship. And also feed into yourself. That's the most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself. Love yourself. Treat yourself the way you would want a significant other to treat you. And that will become your standard until you can't see life in any other way. You have no choice but to accept just that standard. because That's the only thing that you believe in at this point. If you are trying to get into a better apartment, like what we said, and your current apartment is okay, but you know, it's not like your dream place. You can still find ways to love into your current apartment and treat it as a practice round. So have a nice party there for your friends and everyone. Decorate it the way that you'd want to. Use that space in the way that you would use an even better space. Maximize it and say, you know what? This is actually okay for what I've got. I'm doing pretty good. And then I I really think you'll be surprised at how easily the next stage comes to you. So the last thing I do, think about whatever situation you're in as like a fancy lotion or whatever, and use it till the very last drop. So if you're trying to manifest a better job, get everything you can out of your current job. Get all the experience you can glean out of what you've got already. Lead a meeting. Ask your boss out to coffee so you can talk to them. Join a new committee. Start a new committee. Have an event. Take on some extra roles and responsibilities in the areas that you're actually interested in. Do whatever you can with what you've got already. Use it till the very last drop and you will be priming and priming yourself to the whole new opportunity that's waiting for you. When you have an empty bottle, you can put it, fill in so much more fancy, expensive lotion. 
So use it all the way up until it's completely finished. So just like last episode, I have some affirmations to go along with this topic. So I'll read them out, leave some space for you to repeat, and then read the next ones. I am ready and open to opportunities coming to me. I am allowed to be grateful for where I am while also looking to the next phase. No matter where I am in life, I step into my true purpose and passion. So, with this episode, I hope you heard something useful. If so, then subscribe to the podcast if you're listening to Apple Podcasts and rate it and leave a review. Um, and like I mentioned before, oh wait, did I mention this before? I don't think so. I know some of you have bought Gentler sweatshirts and I would love to see you in them. So please send me a picture of you in the Be Gentler sweatshirt on Instagram or via email at hello at begentler.com. And then, you know, I might ask if I can post it as well. I would love that. But I also would just love seeing you all in them. And if you want more self-care help and advice every day, then follow the Gentler Instagram account at GentlerPod. And I can't wait to talk to you all again soon. Bye.